My guest today is Dr. Susan Corso. Susan is a metaphysician. She is an expert on managing the human energy system through the work with the chakras. She holds the truth that all beings have innate, indestructible integrity from persons to planets. I loved my conversation with Susan, and in this episode, you will learn why telling a bigger story makes a difference in getting what you want, the significance between life force and free will, busting myths about the chakra centers, how to listen to your body sensations to get radical clues on which chakras need healing, and the chakra that makes you spiritually immune. This is jam-packed with really fresh wisdom and interesting perspective shifts that I know that you are going to enjoy. Sit back, relax, and get ready to take some notes. Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much, Casey. I'm really excited to chat with you. I know um, the couple of times and even just before I clicked record, I know we're just going to hit it off and provide a lot of value to the listeners. I feel that you are a wealth of information. You have decades and decades of experience of helping individuals solve seemingly insoluble problems. And I'm excited to dive in with you and just um, learn more about you and your philosophy of life and all of the good things, all of the big and small topics. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just that. Okay. just Just some small things together. But first, if you can share a little bit about what drew you to spiritual counseling. Oh, <laughs> nothing. Uh, I got yanked by the ear <laughs> into spiritual counseling. I never, ever intended to do that. But I have been a storyteller all my life. And when people would tell me stories about what was going on in their lives, I would say, really? Hmm. I don't think about it that way at all. One of the seminal experiences I had was I did a workshop with someone and the person I was paired with um, had been adopted. And he was angry as all get out that he'd been adopted in his early 20s and just, you know, angry young man. And so he was telling me how his parents never wanted him, blah, blah, blah. And I looked at him and I said, really? I said, "Uh, that's not how I think of adoption at all. And he said, really, how do you think of it? And I said, I think your soul got here and it looked around and it went, "Uh oh, if this is it, this isn't it. I got to get out of here. And I myself, soul, choose to be adopted so that I can do what I came here to do. And this kid looked at me like the sun had just risen. And he said, "Uh, uh, uh, how did you do that? Well, It's a storytelling gift, but it's an editorial gift. So you tell me this happened and 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 and the bus rolled over my dog. And I go, oh, gee, ow, 
What did you wish happened? And most people can't answer that question. Yeah, because they're stuck in their story. Right. I love that power of the perspective shift. And it sounds like you've done a lot of flipping. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it, except I don't flip houses. I flip minds. <laughs> Even so much more powerful. <laughs> what is one of your favorite things about the work that you do? I actually think that the work that I do with human beings is the only thing that could have kept me interested for 40 years. And that is that if I'm, if I were in the grand ballroom at the Waldorf Astoria hotel, and there were 1000 people in front of me, all of whom wanted to lose 10 pounds, right? You would think that there would be a formula that would solve that for all of them. And there isn't every single one of them would have that extra 10 pounds wired differently in their energy system. You wanting to lose 10 pounds and me wanting to lose 10 pounds, just the two of us. And I don't, and you probably don't either, but I just picked that. Um, it's completely different in every human being. How you got to the desire, how you undo the desire, how you, for example, I would say to you, oh, don't ever lose 10 pounds because anything you lose, you really want to try and find again, like keys. You want to release 10 pounds. You want your perfect weight. You want health. You want vitality. You want well-being. You want a million things that have nothing to do with 10 pounds, right? So tell a bigger story. We get ourselves caught in these tiny stories because we get caught in the details, but the details are none of your business or mine for that matter. What I want to know from everybody is what do you want? And if you don't know, that's okay, but you got to figure it out. And I mean, I don't care if it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> right? Or a different president. It's the same process. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely. I love that. And I think many people can relate. And if a listener is stuck, if she's like, I don't even know what I want anymore. Mm. Like the last two years have just ripped and stripped. And, you know, what if a listener is depleted and has kind of lost passion or mojo and is just like, eh, they're just meh about life. I can understand that. And that it would not be a unique experience to any one of us in any given realm at this point. What I would tell someone who didn't know what they wanted is to imagine a barber pole. You know, those barber poles that have red, white, and blue and go up like swirl like this. Yes. And I want you to change the red, white, and blue into a rainbow and get in it and let a rainbow swirl around you. Now, I know that sounds so unpractical and woo and stupid and crazy, but what that will do is automatically re replenish your personal energy system. Because if you don't know what you want, it's because your will is out of practice. Mm. I believe that humanity was given two gifts by the divine. The first one is the life force. That's whatever is growing your eyelashes right now that you're not thinking about, Casey. But something is, and something's making bone marrow, and something's doing a whole lot of things that you think you're sitting here talking to me. Woo, that's the least of it right? So all that's going on. When you don't know what you want, which is the other thing that we were given, we were given the right to choose. 
We were given will, free will, but free will only works if you use it. Mm. So if you can't use it, it's because your life force is diminished. And I work with the human energy system, the chakra system, and the chakra system is the life force seen through a prism. So the rainbow barber pole, which I have said, for example, to probably a thousand doctors alone who are exhausted at the end of the day because they're trying to see people in 12 minute increments. Sure. Right. Replenish your own energy. Otherwise you keep giving pieces of yourself away so that at the end of the day, you, you have 2% of you. No wonder you don't want to go home and talk to anybody. <laughs> you don't, of course you don't. You want to go home and get it back together. So replenish your energy, turn within, work on yourself, sleep when you're tired, eat when you're hungry. If you're cold, put on a sweater. It's so simple. And yet we overcomplicate it. And I love that you're breaking it down to the basics. And I think that, you know, when we get caught up in our mind swirls versus the beautiful rainbow swirl um, metaphor that you gave us, it's so easy to become disembodied, disconnected, and even unsure of what our needs and desires are, especially if we're just doing the same old routine. I want to dive into the energy system with you because I know that you are a chakra expert. So I definitely want to dive into that, but I just want to clarify one of the things you said about chakras was that they are our life force seen through a prism. And many times when I think of free will versus life force, my mind is thinking of like ego protective personality for that free will bit and life force as soul. So talk to me about your way of perceiving life force in relation to chakras. Oh, what a beautiful question. So I think life force is being energy and I think will is doing energy. Okay. And they're the same just in different uh, software, but the hardware is wired. You have life force. You wouldn't be sitting up if you didn't. And you made a choice at least to meet with me at this time. And you showed up on time and I showed up on time. So will is operative. Life force itself though, isn't an action. It's it's like electricity. Electricity is not an action unless you plug something into the wall and turn it on. Mm -hmm. Right. The will part is the turning on the lamp. Yeah. Right. You have to take an action in order to understand essentially what you want. So what you're talking about, I think, is willfulness and attachment to what you want as will. And that's not what I mean. I mean, as neutral as do I take the next breath? I mean, action that comes because it's logical. If the lamp in front of my desk right now started to fall on me, I would reach up and stop it, ideally, before it hit my face. <laughs> well, ideally, but it's not. So I'm not. That's the kind of will I'm talking about. I'm talking about responsive will. And choosing will, not willfulness 
or adamant or it's you know my way or the highway i don't think that ever works in life or if it works it works in teeny tiny spurts that don't get you where you want to go very fast yeah absolutely i mean what's coming to mind is david r hawkins power versus force and so that's oh, yes. kind of like really coming into view when you're talking about the delineation between the two. So thank you for that clarity. That that definitely makes sense. So if we have a listener that's like, okay, they've heard of chakras, you know, because that's especially our listener, they're they're not new to um to this world, but tell us something we don't know. Ah, uh, most people think of chakras as hockey pucks that live against the spine. <laughs> they're not. And the important thing isn't that you have chakras, right? It, I think of the chakras as like music. So if I play you on a piano, middle C, that's not music. That's a note. What makes music is when middle C is connected to another note and what happens between them. So the most important thing about your chakra system that nobody talks about is how they talk to each other. It's not isolated hockey pucks that live along your spine. It's more like three-dimensional balloons that live in the actual center line of your body, you know, that they talked about in ballet class 150 years ago, right? That and how they interact with one another. So you don't have a discrete root chakra that is red, and then, then a discrete root or sacral chakra that is orange, you have red, and then you have red orange, and then you have orange, and you have orange yellow. And so how, how are things in the red orange zone? Because red orange is where you're going to get your life force, which is in your first chakra, connected to your passion in life. If they're not connected, it's kind of like being a wooden marionette with those jerky uh, um, joints. No, chakras are music. They're energetic music. You, Casey, you've walked into a room before and gone, oh, wait, uh, somebody was fighting in here. I got to get out of here. Right. All of us have. That's energy. We can feel that, like that, don't like that, believe it, don't like it. There's evidence everywhere, even for the people who don't believe in energy, whatever that means. Okay, you don't have to believe in it, but as you start to work with your own, and I find it so horrifying that we're not taught that we have a human energy system, number one. Or how to use it, because it's your primary, listen carefully, cost-free, zero cost, zero dollars, zero special costume, zero teacher, zero book, zero anything. You are completely ac accessible to your own chakra system by your attention, right? That's why it's not taught in medical schools, although I have spoken in medical schools, teaching doctors about energy. And, you know, the ones who are the most cynical come to me later and they go, dang, you are right. I love it. How do you know this? Well, because I could see it when I was a kid. 
And I think the tides are turning, which is a welcome shift. Oh, yes. I think we're really ready for um, just new paradigms and busting old models. And I, I love that you are spearheading that, which is incredible. Um, the music metaphor is absolutely beautiful and I've never heard it described that way. And so if one of our notes is out of tune, how does that affect the whole system and how do we approach it so we can be integrated? It's a really good question. It depends on how it's out of tune and how you find out how it's out of tune is you pay attention to that particular center of energy in your body. I'm going to give you a third chakra example, which is at your solar plexus. It is the power center in your body. And it is the place where more women have trouble than any other place Mm. because women and power, we all know about being the power behind the throne not sitting on the throne. I am interested in you sitting on the throne, right? And I mean, if you need power behind you, that's fine. You know, lights, whatever, Tina Turner, that works for me. (laughs) But um, you, let's say it's Monday morning, you're supposed to go to work and you have a sinking feeling in your gut right? It's on the front side of your body. That gives you information, right? Right there. The sensation that you feel in your own body is, if it's on the front of your body, about your current life. If it's on the back of your body, because chakras are three-dimensional, just like your body. If it's on the back of your body, it probably has something to do with your past Mm. playing into your now. It's logical. Absolutely. Now, does that chakra hurt on the left side or the right side? Wait, I don't know. It's closer to my liver than my stomach. Maybe it is. Yeah. Okay. Left side. Okay. So my question to you would be, okay, who's the woman in your office who you don't want to see? Or who's the woman in your office who doesn't want to be there? And is that woman actually you? Let us look at that, right, first. But the second thing is, okay, is that chakra static or is it in motion? What kind of motion? Is it fast? Is it slow? Is it sluggish? Is it reedy? Is it thin? Is it lickety fast? Oh, my God. Rapid fight flight. Is it hot? Is it cold? If you could give it a voice, what would it say to you? Usually chakra comments are like two and three syllables. Ow is a good one. (laughs) But you, within your own system, have a way to shore that up just like that. So if you were in the ER and somebody was brought in with a gunshot wound in their gut, you wouldn't poke it, would you? You would not. What you would do is you would look at the the tissue around the wound. So let us assume that you have a solar plexus wound. Now, is this woman actually the person who reminds you of the sister who wrapped your knuckles in the second grade and you're just avoiding Sister Maureen again? Maybe that could be. But you're going to have your own associations with what that pain is and why that matters. And maybe later you're going to work it out by sending a little bit of orange up from your second chakra 
to, so to orange yellow so that it's got some scaffolding under it, some support where it feels saggy, right? You're going to take a deep breath and you're going to see if you need to go to the chakra above it. Well, now the chakra above the power chakra is the love chakra, the personal love chakra. That's your heart chakra, right? Does that chakra need a little bit of love? You send a shot of emerald green right into that yellow chakra. If the sinking eases, you've solved it enough so you can go to work and figure it out. Mm, that's so now later in the day, right? You realize that it's not that chakra at all. It's your second chakra and it's actually your ovary and your period's five days early. But it starts out as a message in your chakra system, right? In your solar plexus. And because it's music, because it's all connected, you can work with all of them. And do you need to for full balance? Um, you, you need to have access to them all. And I say that because our medical system, our educational system, our governmental system, all of it is focused on the top chakras, on brains and speech and reading with your eyes and learning with your ears. It's all uh, intellect-based. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows what it's like to have a gut reaction. Well, you, honey, your gut reaction doesn't happen in your third eye. It happens in your gut. <laughs> right? It just does. So we are so used to overbalancing with brain that Yes, we have to have access to the bottom chakras because they put us back in our bodies and our bodies are very few people believe this when I first say it, our greatest allies mm -hmm. because, and this is what is so cool about bodies. Bodies can't lie. They don't lie, but they don't lie because they can't lie. So if you start to pay attention to what your body is telling you, like every time you go into a meeting with that guy who makes you feel like you're three inches tall and you feel crummy and you want to protect your heart and put your arms in front of you and cross them every single time, maybe that's something to pay attention to, mm -hmm. right? Maybe what you need to do instead is open your fifth chakra and tell him off, <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't get to interrupt me one more time. We're done. Yeah, absolutely. Right. When you were talking about the the process and tuning in and um, kind of giving personality to that three dimensional chakra, it sounds as if, um, well, it's a question actually. Do you have to put the client into a meditative state or guided visualization so they can tune in? Nope. Because we spend so much time in our mind. Um, if there is a stumbling block to feel, you know, so those questions aren't, I don't know, I'm not sure, but they can literally be, yes, it's spinning. Yes, it's hot, you know, because you have to be pretty embodied, pretty intuitive. You also have, to, in my opinion, have to have some sense of cultivated self-trust in order to even answer you. That's, that's an interesting question. And yes, to a certain extent, and no to a certain extent. And the reason I say both, other than the fact that I'm a Libra and it's always both, <laughs> is, is that 
Yes, your brain can override your chakras, but your body won't lie. So what will happen is it'll get worse. You'll start to feel nauseous. You'll start to feel mm, a rumbly in the tumbly. That's not a good rumbly in the tumbly. Like, uh, okay, wait. So what you have to learn to do is pay attention to your body. And as far as I'm concerned, you can do it sitting at a traffic light. You don't need to be meditative. Now, if you are, Casey, really emotionally upset, get some help. Ask someone you trust. Ask a friend. One of the things I say to people all the time when they learn about chakras is you really shouldn't in the very beginning work on somebody else's chakra system. I do, but I've been doing it for 40 years, and that gives a certain amount of gravitas, I think. <laughs> anyway, um, but when you start, it's great to have a chakra buddy so that you're, you're discovering your own chakra system at the same time. Mm. So if somebody, if you, for example, have a knockdown, drag out fight with your partner and you're crazy emotional right now, yeah, you're not going to get a clear answer. Mm-hmm. You're not. So you get to learn to tell yourself the truth and you get to learn to tell yourself the truth pretty fast. Yeah, that's beautiful. This, just having that intention is awesome. And like you were talking earlier about will being something that we can exercise and develop this tuning in to our own system that, that belongs to us, that governs so many of our thoughts and actions we can start to tune in and strengthen just like a muscle as well. How many chakras are there? Because this is a number that I see (laughs) that changes depending on who I ask. That's of course. So the classical Hindu chakra system is seven major chakras up your spine from red to orange, yellow, green, turquoise, I say, indigo, violet. I have an eighth one. And the reason I have an eighth one is because in the 1870s, the Kabbalistic rabbis in Spain began to notice that there was an eighth chakra six inches in front of the thymus gland, and it was rose pink. Mm. They designated it the abyss or wisdom, depending on who you felt like facing on any given day, really. And the real truth is that that is compassionate love as opposed to personal love. Mm. personal love is your heart chakra, but compassionate love is where you can forgive, where you can't forgive, where you can forget, where you can't forget, where you can take hurt that you can't let go of, where you can let go, where you can't let go. So it's, and it's not a mistake that so much of what we are falling over in medicine has to do with malfunctioning immune systems. Mm, absolutely. This makes you Im- spiritually immune completely different, right? The thymus gland is what's in charge of your immune system. Those HIV tests, you know, T3, T this, right there, T cells right there. So that's why I say there are eight. In addition, the chakras are a hoop, a loop. So they go from violet to rose and then back to red. Hmm. So they talk one another. And you can go either way. You can go backward or you can go forward. It just depends on where your system is. 
I find that a lot of chakra teachers, there, there are chakra teachers who will tell you that there are 108 chakras. And there are chakras, there is a chakra, meaning an energy center in every joint you have. So, okay, there are a lot of joints in the human hand. I've never counted them, but that's a lot of chakras, yeah. right? Um, they're all secondary. The major ones are like the equivalent. It's like the equivalent of your nervous system. You have a spinal cord. That's your chakras. The chakras are your energy spinal cord. And then you have a nervous system that goes all the way to the periphery. That's where the other chakras go. That so makes I, I use eight because it's easiest. I actually think this is easy. Mm-hmm. And too many teachers make it, you know, sit on the mat and stand on your head. And if you can't do the lotus posture, forget it. Get me, I haven't been able to do the lotus posture in 30 years. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> So, Susan, if we have a listener that is just loving this information and they're like, this is resonating with me, is there a daily practice that you would recommend for them to clean out, tune up, tune in? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is. Um, I, I would like to give gift your listeners with a free gift. And when I say free gift, I actually mean free gift. You don't have to put your email in. This is not a bait and switch, right? Uh, Go to chakras.susancorso.com and you will get a digital download of what I call the less mores. And these are daily practices that you can do. There's something you need to do less with every chakra and more with every chakra. So, Let's go back to our solar plexus example. So for a daily less practice, it's less controlling and it's more encouraging. So that day that you don't feel like going to work, you might try, huh? Am I trying to ask yourself, am I trying to control something that's outside my control? Good. Do less controlling that day, right? Or... Do the people I'm about to encounter need more encouragement? Do I need to give out some praise? Mm. If that feels right, do that. And there is one for each of them, Okay, for all eight. And you may download it. It's for free. Then I will admit another window comes up that gives you the option to put your email address in if you like. But free is free. Um, And my chakra, uh, I wrote eight chakra workbooks for you to learn how to work with your own chakras and what it does, what they do, each of them. First of all, they're they're paper books and they are workbooks, which means you do the work. (laughs) You write in the books, which is why they're only paper books. And they take you through your past experience with a particular chakra, your present experience, and teach you how to program what you want in the future in each chakra. And they go from red through rose. So if, for example, you know you're having third chakra trouble, solar trouble, buy the yellow one and do the yellow book, right? They're all on Amazon. Some, And you may find, of course, more information on my website, susancorso.com or my spiritual website, I ampersand.org. It's I-A-M-P-E-R-S-A-N-D.org. The reason for that is because many years ago, I started saying the most important word in every language is and. Mm. 
And the reason I believe that is because I believe that that it's that little word or that has gotten us into the tangle that we are currently in. There's another word for it. We call it polarization. Yeah. But the truth is that this planet is based on polarity and polarization is polarity gone run amok. That's all it is. We've just gone, we've pulled the elastic too far. But the whole planet's based on day, night, right? Dark light, stop, go. It's all opposites. And what we have to learn to do is live within that tension. And the word that makes that work is and. So that I, we all have to be included, no exceptions. Even the people we don't agree with politically, yes, even for me. (laughs) That is awesome. Thank you for that gift. And thank you for the direction for um, additional resources, because this is powerful work. And it's work that takes, I think, you know, like it takes some time. It takes um, slowing down. Yes, ma'am, it does. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. One final question, Susan, is um, if a listener has gone through that and they picked up a book and they've They've taken you up on on the um, the more and the lesses, and they're they're kind of still digging it. How can you help them one on one? Ah, I I do do consultations. The easiest way is to contact me through one of the contact forms on my website, um, and I will absolutely get back to you. I do all my sessions via Zoom, even if you're next door because it's easier for you to be comfortable in your own space. Um, the other thing that I sometimes have been known to do is, is train um, sales teams on how to tune into prospects, how to nice. use this work for outward facing purposes as well. Um, I find that the minute somebody really gets serious about chakra work, they suddenly start to see it everywhere and how it applies everywhere. I can totally relate to that. It's amazing. (laughs) I think your RAS, you know, our reticular activating system plugs in and it's interesting. It makes sense. Everything you've said is very practical. It's very grounded. I mean, it's like, you can't argue with it. You know, like it's it's just very like, oh, okay. And even when you were talking about the basics, you know, eat when you're hungry, sleep when you're tired, like Uh, you know, put on a blanket or a coat when you're cold, even though they're so simple, how many of us (laughs) neglect our own self? Interesting. Mary Kay Ash, who founded Mary Kay Cosmetics, used to say to her associates, there are four priorities in life. If you get them out of order, it's only a matter of time that you're going to be in trouble. God, self, family, work. Well, now you think about the average American male, female, dog, cat, right? God, self, family, work. Most of the women I know don't even have self on the list. Or they feel self is selfish. Maybe it is selfish. And if it is selfish, that's great. But you know, it's not a mistake that you put your own mask on first in an airplane. It really isn't. Because if you're not taking care of yourself and your energy system, honest. I mean, my real, real serious question is who's gonna, Yeah. who's yeah. gonna, who's gonna care enough? I, I try to remember, you know, I characterize myself as a metaphysician and 
I had an interviewer recently asked me, okay, define metaphysics for me in one sentence. I said, I can do it in five words. She said, okay. I said, you're God, I'm God, go. (laughs) That's the whole list. I love it. Well, if you are God, then I better treat you that way. And if I am, I better treat me that way too. Well, you know what? I was just going to ask you to share some final bright light wisdom, but I really think you just summed it up in those five words. (laughs) (laughs) It's they're all yours. I love it. I love it so much. Susan, you are a delight. I feel like we can have a whole nother conversation on writing. So many of my pre-prep questions were all about writing. (laughs) I would love to do that. Let's do it again. I know. So I, but this was really an important topic and I'm so glad that you illuminated different um, crevices of this topic and make it in a way that's going to be accessible for people to dive deeper in and start to experience their own personal journey with their energy system. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I want you to know, I read the description of the podcast and it says strategies to elevate your vitality, visibility, and vibration. I thought, okay, vibration. I got that one covered. (laughs) Thank you, Casey. This was delightful. I'd be glad to come back anytime. Awesome. Well, until then, my friend, breathe joy. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with medical intuitive Susan Corso. If so, head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance to review the podcast. It really helps bring more listeners into this space and I truly appreciate your time. Wanted to share some feedback from Rachel Smets from the Netherlands, and she says, thanks for your amazing podcast and having me on your show. It's a great honor and such a pleasure to discuss and inspire people. Having more freedom to do what you love is the goal for many, but few achieve it. Hope we helped with these tips. Thanks, Rachel. I so appreciate you taking the time to leave your feedback. It is always the goal to leave listeners with new perspectives, motivation, and just um, energy really to approach their life and business through the lens of dynamic leadership, integrated spirituality, and authenticity. If you wanted to rate or review the show, head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Thank you.